Well, I appreciate that, Pastor Mark. And yes, my name is Steve Royalty, pastor of Bridgewood Church, uh, Monticello, Big Lake, Minnesota here. And uh, you mentioned our, our missions convention, like how he did it all. Truthfully, I, I'm being honest with you. Um, I do none of it, actually. I, I say, good job. The people that do it actually are back there. Bill and Marilyn Seafelt are the ones that put on our missions uh, convention every year. And so, yeah, that's, that's I, I literally, uh, uh, my part in that was to say, hey, we should do a missions convention, Bill and Marilyn. And they said, okay. And, and they've taken it on and they've done a great job. But that is part of what we'll talk about today is that if you're the pastor and you're doing all this stuff, uh, you're missing the boat, right? You're, you're not building a culture uh, of missions. I don't want to, you know, be, be whatever, but just saying that's, that's a big part of the, the culture of, of missions, right? And so I just, I'll just kind of share today a little bit about us. I don't want to talk a lot about all of our stuff because I do want to have a chance for discussion. And there are people in this room, this room as well, that probably have uh, maybe more information on this even than I do. And so, uh, but I do want to talk a little bit about this today. Um, and I'm going to start off by telling our story just a little bit. I don't want to take a, t- a ton of time. Uh, but a little bit, I think, is, is an important thing to explain uh, why we are and who we are the way we are. And so uh, I've been at our church now for, it'll be nine years in, um, uh, in July. And, and so it's, and it, it's been quite a ride. Um, uh, God has blessed us a lot. We've grown, all those kind of things. But I, I look back nine years ago, and uh, things were a lot different back then. And um, I remember... Uh, so we, we got to the church, and, and there was a few people there, and we, we grew a little bit, uh, and then we lost some people. You know how that goes. We grew, we lost, we grew, we lost for a while, and then we lost a very key uh, family who was about half of our church's income uh, in, in one shot. They left, and uh, hey, and, and uh, I know her. So they left, in, uh, they left in, in, and about half our church's income went with them, and uh, it was a tough moment. And I'm sure we've been there, right? And you, you say, God, what am I doing here? What's happening? Is this ever going to work? And, you know, all those things. And, and again, you know, we had growth. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't. And so there's was, there was, there was a board meeting that uh, will forever be the biggest board meeting of our church. Um, and this is what we did in that night. Uh, the discussion that night was basically how in the world are we going to continue to pay you, Pastor Steve? Uh, because we can't anymore. And so uh, we prayed. And, and I had mentioned, I did the craziest thing ever. I said, you know what, guys? I said, here's the problem with, our, with, with what we're doing here is what, what do we counsel people when they're in trouble? And, and we stopped for a minute and the church kind of, we talked some things through. And I said, guys, we, we counsel people to say, we should be, you should be tithing, right? And, uh, and we're not tithing. And, and, and so I said, we're going to change that as a church and we're going to start tithing and investing in missions, because if we, can, if, we can, if we can sow into the church's DNA and our culture, uh, something about, like, this is important to God. So we can begin to make this a bigger part of who we are. I think God's going to bless us. And fr- frankly, that may be the only thing we can do. And so um, it was an interesting moment. About half the board was all in. About half the board was all out. And there was two or three people that were on the, on the edge. One of the guys was all out, said, Pastor, if you realize if we do this, you're not getting paid. And I said, well, and I guess we know who has, has the most to lose here, don't we? <laughs> and so I, I, and they're, they're like, well, this is not a joke, Pastor. I, I, did, I, did, I did, you know, make a joke. I laughed. And they said, it's not a joke. I said, I know it's not a joke. I said, but again, guys, we need to start understanding what God's put us on earth for is not to be, not just to be our, our, our own little world, to, to, to invest in missions. And we have... We have, we have names and we have faces on the board that we have not supported for, for years and years as a church. We need to change that. And so that night, what we did is we made a commitment. We said, okay, we, we, we can't afford 10%. We're going to start it with 1%. And we're going to put a fund together uh, on the side in, in our general fund. We're going to invest 1% of our giving this month into that fund. And then we're going to see what happens. And that was a big deal. And again, I was a little bit nervous because we're putting this out there a little bit. If there really wasn't much indication that there would be any change, because again, our church was really struggling uh, to pay the bills. But I went to the Lord. I said, God, I believe in this. I think this is going to happen. I think it's going to be good. And God, I'm trusting you that you're going to do something great in this next month. And friends, that was the first month of increase that we had had yet as a church. Every month, it just decreased, 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 decreased. That was the first month of increase. Now, it wasn't a huge amount. It was just a small little amount. But it was enough for us to say, 
okay, maybe we need to, need to deal with this. And so the next month, we put, we put away 2%. And that next month, guess what happened? Uh, there, was, there was more growth. And, and again, our board started saying, wow, this is, this is interesting. You know, maybe we should do 4%. So we put 4% uh, away that month. And at that point, we had a couple hundred bucks. Again, we didn't have a lot of money, so we had a couple hundred bucks in this, in this fund. And so what we did is we said, okay, it's time to give it away. So we found a ministry, uh, and it was, it was Kyle Fund St. Cloud, and I had just had coffee with Chris, like, recently, and, and they needed a sound system. And so what we did is, hey, we're going to buy you guys a sound system. And, and so we went out and, you know, bought this thing. It was a couple hundred bucks. I don't remember how much it was, but a couple hundred bucks. And I remember weeping over the sound system. And the reason why, uh, and this made me, make me sound terrible, right? I was, I was scared. And I was also incredibly jealous that someone wasn't doing this for me, <laughs> right? Because I was like, God, we can't afford to give this away tonight. And God spoke to me and said, said, Steve, this is what you are to be doing as a church. You need to teach people how to think like this. And, and again, I can't tell you how powerful that moment was when I stood in front of our church in that day and I held up that check and I said, guys, we are giving a sound system to St. Cloud, to the Chi Alpha, and people across the room. And again, you gotta to realize too, this, this, was, this was after some seasons of difficulty, people started getting up, they started clapping, they started shouting, they were excited about this. Um, we gave it away. The next month, we had our greatest month of growth we'd ever had. And then we went from 4% to 10%, we've never looked back. Now, I'm not trying to tell you today that this is a, 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 a silver bolt for growth. What I am trying to say, though, is that if you are in a spot of struggle, what you, the first thing you need to understand and we need to do as a body of believers is help people and teach people what a culture of giving is all about, right? That's a massive, it's a massive deal. And, and, and again, I think what's happened in, in, that, in our church is uh, one thing that's been great is that when I tell people, uh, hey, when you give the Bridgeview, you're not just giving to keep the lights on. That's my joke a lot of times, right? And, and so you're not just going to keep the lights on. You are giving to, to, to be a blessing around the world. And I'm not lying about that. I don't have to tell people that to be a lie. It literally is the case. And so what we've seen happen over the course of the years is you've seen people come to our church that maybe don't come with a, a missions background. They don't understand this, but yet they are coming into a situation where we invest in missions. And we talk about it. We celebrate it. Uh, now we're able to give more. We're able to do more things. We still celebrate the same. We still talk about the same. And they're able to jump on something that, that matters. And again, we're teaching people is the value and the importance of, of giving. And so what I want to do here is I want to just kind of walk us through uh, the seven steps that anyone can take to begin or strengthen your mission's loving culture. And so uh, I, I'm not a great teacher. I'm more a preacher than a teacher, so if I start preaching, I'm sorry, but, uh, but anyway, I do want to help with this because I think it's, this really is important. So I was just, I, I sat down and said, what are some things that we can do or what, what are things that I've done or what we can do to help do this? And so the first one is face your reality as it is, not how, it wish, not how you wish it was, and then pray. And again, I can't, I can't, can't further and, and drive that point home if you look at, and, and I think this was mentioned earlier today by Sean, it was such a good thing. It's hard to, fight, to, fate, to follow Sean, right? He's, he's a great preacher. Uh, but this is so real, is that if you're in a place of struggle, don't look at what someone else is doing or is not doing, right? Don't say, oh, well, I'm not there, I'm not there, I'm not there. Face your reality as it is. And again, for us, in so many cases, that was a, a big part of, of our ability to walk beyond the, that season of our life, is I was just say, God, this is where we are. Right? We are, we are in a tough spot. This is a tough, tough place to be. Uh, this is who we are. But what you can do at that point, then, is you start praying. And then you need to actually pray. Right? You need to pray. And I would add here as well a, a little bit is, is you need to pray, but you need to pray over a, sp a specific thing. Again, for us, for, for me, uh, in, in many cases, I was praying over, <laughs> over our survival. <laughs> right? And so I was like, God, we need to survive. We need to make this here. But even deeper than that, I, was, I, I come to grips with the fact that our church, and I'm just going to be honest with you, our church was not super generous. And I, needed to, I wanted that to be the case. I needed that to be the case. We had some that were generous, but the culture of generosity in our church was absolutely not there. And again, that was reflective on one of the board members who had said, 
he, who was completely against this and who said, people should be tithing to us. We don't be tithing to, to other ministries. And that culture was a part of our church. And the only way that that kind of thought process in our leadership was going to change was by us taking steps and us by doing things that were a little bit scary, a little tough uh, to, to do those things. So again, my, my big question for all of us in this point is, 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 is what do you want to see God do in that in your situation? Face it and then pray about it. Uh, and I'll add as well, uh, figure out some like exciting and attainable goals that God could be calling you to. Um, and, then, and then the last question I'm going to ask you about, with that part is who can you get on board to help? And again, if you're the person who is the only person doing this, it likely won't go beyond your office or your whatever you are, right? You know, you need to be thinking about who you can get on board to help. Um, in our story, it was one of our board members who was actually the son of, of the Seafelts, right? He was our board member at the time. He was our, the biggest champion, right? You know, getting him on board to help talk about this. And that's what it was, is I was like, John, I just need you to, to go to people because truthfully at that time, I'm not sure how popular I was at our church. And so I needed somebody who had a better voice than I did to talk about people, to talk about missions and say, guys, this is important. We can do this. And so it's important to, say, to help other people get on board and start talking about what God might do in our church. Number two, listen well, listen, listen often, and listen on purpose by asking questions. And one of the questions I asked a lot in that stage, and I still do all the time, is, is what's holding us back? And I'll be honest with you, I, I ask that question still, and, and I still get new answers, I still get new insight on, on where we are today. I find that as, as we grow and as more things are happening, right, I always envision that at this point, some of these things would be figured out, but they aren't. They're, they're sometimes even more complicated, right? But if we lose our heart to ask questions, we lose our heart to listen to our people and ask questions, why aren't we a missions-giving church? And, and that was what I would do over coffee, uh, over breakfast. I would do that in board meetings. I would do that in staff meetings. I would do that in every meeting I could. I'd ask the question, why aren't we a church that gives to missions? We are an Assemblies of God stinking church, right? Like, this is who we are. So why are we doing this? And then I listened. And it was interesting sometimes the responses that I got from people. Again, oftentimes what, what it revolved around was what Sean talked about, right? We can't give to missions. We don't have enough. Our church is too small. Our church will never do anything, right? I mean, all those things were in the hearts of our people. So when I'm preaching, I'm saying, we can do this. We can take this. People in our church are thinking the exact opposite of what I'm saying, right? Does it make sense? And so you need to ask questions. You need to listen on purpose. And, and, and so you need to know and, and what's holding us back. And, and one question I ask, too, is do people get missions? And you, you can't assume that they get it, right? Like, you can't assume that they're understanding missions. It has been so fascinating to me, um, as more people have come to our church, how, how many people don't understand the concept of missions. Because I grew up in an AG church, right? I grew up hearing about missions and missionaries, I, Met them, had them all, you know, all that stuff. Right? I mean, it's a part of my culture and my, my heritage. But a lot of people in my church don't share that heritage and don't share that culture. And, and so, or if they hear missions, they think something else. And so, so do that. Number three, seed vision of what doing the Great Commission will mean to us. And, and I want to say, I want to back and say, at this stage, it's not always you talk about just like missions Right? You're talking about the Great Commission. Uh, one, of, one of the things in our church and our mission is to make it simple for people to find and follow Jesus. We've taken the Great Commission and made that our, our purpose, right? So we talk about that and we say, this is who we are. This is what we do, right? We're called to this across the street and around the world, right? And so you talk about the Great Commission and what this means for us. And so uh, we, we do this with what we call BHAGs, right? Big, hairy, audacious goals. Uh, we, we have goals. Now, I will tell you this. One goal that we have as a church now that is starting to get out is that at some point, Bridgeview Church is going to raise a million dollars for missions in one year. And, and I, I say that not because I want to make whatever else. I'm saying that because, because we are so far away from that being a reality. We are so far, right? But people, when they hear that, they think, maybe we could, Right? 
Maybe we could. And then people start to dream and think and, and all that. Right? Make sense? Right? Make some goals as a pastor and say, this is what we're going to do. Again, I don't know. It, it may be tw 25 years ago. I may be, retire, be retiring. And the last year that I, after, before I retire from Bridgeview Church, we'll give a million dollars in missions. I, I don't know. Right? But I know at some point it's going to happen. So I've told, my, I told some people too in our church that uh, if you want to get rid of me, you got to do that first. Okay, so, uh, so we got to be working on that. Anyway, um, number four, shape how we talk about missions via vision statements and use them. So we have two in our church we talk about a lot, and 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 I have people in my church here today, and I I, I thought maybe I'm going to ask them what these are, but I don't think I'm going to do that because maybe they'll not whatever. But anyway, there's two things. Uh, one of those one of those we, we talk about a lot is we are we are kingdom builders. We are kingdom builders. We put that on our wall. Uh, we put that in all kinds of missions, places, and spots. We talk about this. Uh, our staff talks with us from the, the front. We talk about these things. Uh, we are kingdom builders. What that does, I think, is it helps people understand this is who we are, right? And we use those kind of things often. We do that. We also talk about how we, we value open-handed generosity. God blesses hands that are open more than hands that are closed. We talk about those things. And, and the reason why you got to use those kind of statements in relation to missions is because if you don't have those, you don't have shared vision and shared communication and shared talk about these things. What can happen sometimes is people don't, you're, you're missing out on the, the ability for others in your church to pass on the heart and, that, and you never have to do it, right? So you talk about this a lot. So that's one thing we do. We talk about you know, those two things a lot. Those who are in my church, test me. Do we talk about those things? Yeah. Right? And again, you have, to say right. you have to say yes, right? No, I'm just kidding. No, we do, though, don't we? And, and again, sometimes, and I've had people before tell me, Pastor, you say that stuff too much. And I say, thank you. <laughs> that means we're just right about there, right? Like, we're just right about there. If people start saying those kind of things, uh, we need to talk about those things and use them often. You can steal those if you want. I've stolen those, right? Those aren't mine. Those are I'm stolen someplace else. Whatever. Uh, you, but, just, but just figure out what kind of church that you want to be and talk about those things. Number five, establish what you'll do practically to raise support and who you're going to get behind by telling stories. Um, and I'll just, be, I'll just get on, on, the, on the, the soapbox a little bit. Uh, what's happening a little bit, I think, in, in our culture and even in the AG that I don't always think is awesome is we are moving away from telling stories and the value of supporting missionaries like on a, on a, on a monthly basis, right? Because we want to do projects, and those are wonderful. And believe me, we get behind projects. We give way more to projects we do uh, to local missionaries. But friends, we, have to, we cannot get away from the heart to support local missionaries. But what we can't do either, though, is just say, hey, we support missionaries, right? That, that's, a, that's a narrative that doesn't always work anymore. So what you need to do as a pastor is you need to start curating some stories that you can tell about missionaries that you're supporting, right? You, you, you tell their stories. Uh, you, you ask questions of your missionaries. You tell stories, right? And, and so now, do we do this like constantly? No, but we do we do, do this. We, we tell stories. Our, our missions team sends out reports, sends out updates. We send out things up to people, right? We do all kinds of different ways to get stories of our missionaries out on the field uh, in, in, in our church. It is really important that you do that uh, by telling stories. Number five, celebrate and be the chief champion of your wins. Um, so for, for us, we have some of those things, but I just can't tell you how important that is. If, if, you're, if you're a lead pastor and missions is not in your heart, uh, you know, it has to be. And if you say, well, I want, I want our church to be a missions, a missions church, it has to be in your heart. You have to love it. You have to talk about it. You have to go on trips. You have to start thinking like that. Um, you have to be the chief champion of your wins. You have to be. Um, now, as, again, as you add more people, I, I'm not the only champion of wins anymore. Other people talk about those things. And truthfully, now, sometimes I don't talk about them more than other people do. But I am the chief champion of our wins. I want to see people in our church love and hear the stories. I get excited when people get up there and shout. I get excited for those things. You have to believe that you have to talk about that. You have to think that's important. And so uh, one of the things that we've done in the past is, again, and, and, we, and again, we don't do this much now as we used to just for different reasons, but uh, holding up checks to pray for them before you send them off. Those first couple of years, that's all we ever did, Right. 
I mean, every, we just, man, a whole checkup. Guys, we are sending $5,000 to this. We're doing this or we're doing that, right? And you pray, we prayed over those things. Man, that was one way that we used, right, to get that, to get that message out there. Be the chief champion of your, your wins. Um, and then seven, uh, and this is, maybe, this is maybe the most important part, always play the long game. Um, I, I'm, not, well, I'm, I, I'm a golfer, but I don't know if you can call I do golf, so whatever. But um, I do love golf, and I do, my, my long game's better than my short game for some reason. I'm, I just, I played baseball all my life, and so it's hard for me sometimes to get the club right, whatever. But, but I can't hit the ball, and so it's important that, you know, in, that you play the long game when it comes to missions. And here's one, here's one example of this. I was telling Mark this earlier, but uh, one example of this, of this is in my heart, it's been, it's been my heart for a while that I want our church, Bridgeview Church, uh, to be sending out, you know, four to five missions teams every year as adults, right? And so I have had that heart for a long time. Uh, we sent out, you know, teams in, in, in youth group, but not, not adults. And this has been a giant, massive, humongous, gargantuan failure for years and years in our church. And, and so, you know, for several years there, we'd involve, we'd introduce a missions trip. We did all kind, we tried all kinds of things and nothing worked. I remember one time we, we you know, we, we introduced this missions trip and I was all excited about it and we were going to get people involved and two people showed up to the meeting. <laughs> and, and, and two people said, oh, I'm interested. And both those two people uh, within not very long backed out. And it was just a mass, it was just, it was so disheartening because this isn't all that long ago. And so it was disheartening. It was frustrating. It was like attempts, like number four or five. I don't know how many attempts I, we tried to figure this out. Um, you need to play the long game. And what I mean by that is get your, get your eyes on a, on a goal and be, and, and don't stop until you get there. Right? Like that's the goal. And, and again, part of the goal for us in that, in that context is that I think it's important for our adults to be there on the ground in missions trips. Many of them, again, didn't grow up in churches that took missions trips, so they've never been outside the country before. They've, they've never thought this way before. It's amazing, right? You've been on missions trips. You know how amazing it is when you get on the floor someplace else. You see it, right? That's huge. I want our people to be, to be there. It has been so hard to get there. You know, and there's been so many great excuses and reasons. Oh, pastor, we love to go, but we can't afford it. All that kind of stuff, right? And so, always play the long game. Our, our, our the one we're taking this year now is has been amazing, right? It's been it's been the exact opposite. We we took a we took we thought it was a big was a big step of faith uh, in a number, and it was far exceeded in that. Uh, we had to turn people away, right? And again, I'm not saying that to whatever. I'm just saying that it's taken us years and years of playing the long game. To get to that point, someday uh, we're going to have four or five trips going out a year from our church. Mark my words. It's going to happen, right? Because you, pl you play the long game. Uh, now, as you do that, consider a couple things here. Uh, boy, boy it's, it's five o'clock. Man, how, how this happened. Uh, anyway, so a couple, couple things. As you play the long game, consider this. Make it a priority to build a culture of generosity in every area of your church. Bad culture, you've heard it before, eats good, good ideas for breakfast. I, I believe that with all my heart. You can say all you want. Oh, we're going to do this, this, this. If your culture isn't great, if your culture is not one of generosity, you are going to struggle. And, and so you talk about generosity in your church, right? You, you, you celebrate, you talk about, right? That's just such an important thing. Build a, make it a priority to build a culture of generosity in all areas of your church. If you have that value statements and, and generosity is not one of those things that you, that you talk about a lot, I would, I would encourage you to, to, to consider that, right? To consider, talk about, these are our values. And, and these are, we, this is what we value. We value open-handed generosity. Encourage you to do that. Um, it's our job as pastors to equip people uh, to own the ministry, right? I, I have a strong belief that our job as pastors is not to do ministry. It is to equip people to do ministry. Amen? That, that's our call. That's that, that's what the Bible tells us. And so we need to be people that are equipping people to do ministry. Um, so we need to do that. Number, number, next part, when you and your people are generous, everyone wins. And the reason why I say this is, is don't hoard the blessings God's given you. Again, I told that story in the beginning because that's what I was on the edge of. I, I believe with all my heart because, uh, you know, as I held that checkup and all that stuff, it was in my spirit, right, to say we can't afford this because we couldn't afford it, Right. 
And I do think that if I would have said, nope, can't do this, it's too much, we can't, we can't do it, I, I believe with all my heart that all that God's done in our church since then would have been severely, severely hampered, if not, if not there, uh, and it would have been my fault, right? It would have been me and my fear and my anxiety over what I did not see happening uh, that would have been there. Man, t- be generous. Don't hoard. It's better to, t- to live your life with an open hand, and that includes when it comes to missions, right? It, 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 and I've seen in our church, as our missions giving has raised, so has the giving every place, right? It's, it's, it's raised everywhere, right? And, and again, I mean, uh, so much of that is because people have learned the value of generosity, and so it's important to, to do that. Um, and then last, but lastly there, the lead pastor has to believe in missions and be personally invested. Going on trips, giving, I mean, all those things, those are obvious, but you, you have to be personally invested. Uh, the next one I'll, t- I'll say is missions giving is not a silver bullet for growth. It's a step towards health. Um, I had been to a lot of things like this. Is, oh, this is the idea, right? We're going to grow. This is how we're going to do it, right? We're going we're to do this. The, missions giving is not a silver bullet for growth. It's a step towards health. And it's, it's, it's our church is healthy in part because of things like this. And I'll tell you, there's all kinds of issues we've got to deal with right now. We've got, all kind of, we've got a million things we're dealing with, right? Uh, you know, it's a step towards health, though. Like, like a healthy church gives, right? A healthy church gives to missions, gives to others, gives. I mean, that's just, it's an important thing. Um, but, but, but healthy things grow. God, God blesses health. Uh, and then the next one, never be afraid to ask people to give. In fact, it's your responsibility to do so. I, I had a pastor one year um, who I worked for who, uh, um, who, who had this mentality. He said, man, he said, he said, so often as pastors, our desire is to be really careful and not ask. We need to be responsible, right? But is your responsibility to ask people to give? Do you realize that? That is your responsibility. You know, if you're the pastor of your church or, or, or whatever, it's your responsibility to ask people to give. And if you're not the pastor of your church and you're just saying, man, I'm interested in missions, this is my heart, um, don't go up to your pastor and say, it's your responsibility to tell people in our church to give, right? No, don't do that, right? But take the ownership and start to encourage people to give, right? Like, do that and start the culture of generosity in your church. I will promise you, your pastor's not going to say, stop doing that, right? I promise. Uh, um, and then last, lastly here, consistently offer people multiple on-ramps to give. Everyone gives differently. Uh, some people, now, now here's a couple of ours. We, we, have, we have faith promise commitments. We still do those. I have friends of mine who are like, you still do faith promises? Absolutely. Because I got people in my church who did grow up in the AG or who did grow up in Missions, missions Church, and they love that. That's important to them. Right? I am not alienating them because we're, we're not there anymore. Right? We're not doing that. Um, truthfully, I'm a little old school. I still do faith promises to myself. Uh, so we do that. Uh, online via QR code for Kingdom Builders or whatever, mentioned during offering. About once a month, we mention, hey, this is, our, this is your chance to give to missions. We don't talk about every month, we don't, you know, but we do it consistently, and we put a QR code behind us, and you would be surprised how much money just comes in we mention things like that. Again, don't do it all the time. Don't do it weekly. Be, be smart about this, but give people a chance to give it's during, during your offerings to missions. Uh, next one, we, we have a short-term commitment to big projects. Um, we take on two to four big projects a year. Um, I, I, I own these in a lot of cases. I think it's important that I continue to do so because it's got to get in my spirit and my heart, the heart of my church. But we talk about short-term commitments to a big project. Now, I'll tell you this, this much, too. Uh, we've had some massive successes in this area, and we've had some massive failures. And I'm not saying those failures were a long time ago. <laughs> Our most recent project, which was the one I was probably the most excited about, was not successful. <laughs> right? Again, you got to play the long game and realize that sometimes it doesn't work. And don't just walk away from it because it doesn't work once. Right? It's important, Len. We're, we, are, we give to big projects. We talk about these things. And then we also have one-time in-person cash offerings to respond to a need or a project. Uh, for us, this happens about four to five times a year. And so, again, we put this stuff all on there. We put this stuff out there in different ways because I know some people are going to give one way, and that's the only way they're ever going to give, and that's okay. 
I, I get people who say, I just give one time a year and they give a big check. Or I get one people that give monthly, whatever, that's, that's okay. Everyone thinks about this in different ways. You have to give them opportunities to give. Uh, next one, put missions on the calendar in a way that will be a part of your traditions. Again, our missions weekend, right? This is a big deal to us as a church. It's a celebration. We invite missionaries to come out. It's a fun thing. We, we, we invest in a dinner. Uh, we, 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 they grill pork chops. They're, like, they're legendary. Those pork chops are legendary. Uh, it's just a fun thing. We, we make this a part of our tradition and then get as many people involved as possible. And I'm going to say this about, the, about this, this part right here. I have never one time been involved in any detail of the missions weekend. And I can't tell you how painful that is as a massively type A person, right? It is painful, painful, painful. And not because the seafalls haven't done an incredible job, right? It's that it's so hard for me to step back and say, oh, I want to do everything, right? You know, I'll just tell you this much. Like, part of the beauty of what that's, that's been is that I've had very little to do with the details and how that's worked. Uh, our church comes together in just an incredible way around this missions giving dinner. I mean, how many, how many, how many, how many volunteers are a part of that? There's, there's a lot. Isn't there, Bill? I mean, how many volunteers do the missions mission weekend? Well, first of all, on our team, there's, there's 10 people general. The, of, the leader, of the leaders, yeah, right. Yeah. On the uh, banquet, there's, uh, I would say, another 15, and they are yep. going to stay the same people. Yeah, right. And we have, and we have teenagers, do, we, we have teenagers that serve, we have kids that do stuff, we have, yeah, I mean, everybody. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. And it's just been, it's, it's been awesome. And again, I have nothing to do with that event. That is part of the beauty of what that is. Find something to put in your calendar that people can own, right? Like whatever that might be, that people in your church can own and step back and let them do it. Right? Like, and stay, out, and stay out of it because they need to own that. And, and that's part of how you build that missions culture. Uh, the next one, consider dedicating a portion of your general fund of missions. Again, I've talked about this a little bit in my, our story. If you don't do this, if your church doesn't do this, I would encourage you to consider this. Right? 10%, whatever, whatever that might be. Um, I know this has been a thing we talked about a lot in Minnesota. Um, it, it has been amazing for us as a church because it's transformed how our church and how our board and how our staff and thing think about what it is to be Bridgeview Church. And it's been interesting as we've grown and that number has grown, sometimes I get this mind like, do you know what I could do with that money? Like, I, oh my goodness, do you know what we could do? Like, we could do blah, 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 blah. No, that's untouchable in our church. It's not, touched, it's not touchable, not because whatever, because that's who we are, right? We are kingdom builders, we give to missions. It's, it's who we are. And so consider getting a portion of your general fund of missions. It speaks to people about who you are. Um, God has a, has a history, to say this right, God has a history of blessing those who give. Um, and then last but not least, do whatever it takes to get your people to go. Um, God also has a history of blessing those who go, uh, who give and, and, and those, those who go. Now, I'm, I'm, it's 509 um, I have more to talk about. I don't, I don't want to do that um, too much. I'll talk about a few things at the end, but I, I did want to give plenty of time to just discussion and, and questions and thoughts or, or whatever. And so um, does anybody have any questions, any thoughts, any, any part of discussion you can go through? If not, I'll, I'll keep talking, but uh, I don't want to do that. Any, anybody have anything like that today? Yeah. Yeah. So sort of like, so my thought is, how often should we have like a guest missionary come to our church? It's a great question. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, to ask for money. Um, yep. Maybe we'll consider um, supporting them. Yep. Like four times a year, you know, once yeah. every three months, and just um, brand new in the church. And so yeah. Yeah. Those, that's a, a thing that's been rolling around. That's a great how question. Um, well, I I would say that depends on your church culture at that stage. Now, for us, I'll just tell you what we, what we've done is uh, we, so we have a missionary, all, all, I mean, I'd say probably four, between four and ten times a year. It just depends on how it feels. On a Sunday morning, morning yep. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, again, it's usually more like ten, but sometimes it's been, it's been less. 
Um, a couple things ab about that is uh, we, we often, often oper operate in, 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 um, in missions windows. Uh, we don't often have missionaries preach. Uh, I just the reason for that, and I'll just be honest with you, with the missionaries, uh, there are times when missionaries will, will not do a great job on a Sunday morning for us. And my heart is to make them look as good as possible. And so what I have felt that has happened so often is that we can help them be great on the window. It makes things great for them long term, right? And so we try to have missionaries come in. Um, you know, we, we have a missions, a missions uh, uh, Sunday every month, but not always a missionary there. Um, typically for us, the missionaries that come in are ones that we're considering uh, picking up, ones that we're considering bringing on. And then I have some people, too, that I know are great preachers. I have about two or three missionary preachers a year that come in, and they preach. And so, um, and I give them the whole Sunday to preach, and they're great preachers. And so, the, again, the heart behind that is not to be mean or would be offensive or whatever else. The heart behind that is I want, if, if we're talking about missions on our, on our stage, I want it to be the best that it can possibly be. And so I think that's, that's, that's really important for everybody to have that, the missionaries and for us, that, for that to happen. And so that's how we do it. Everybody, everybody is different. I think you need to have it be consistent. But, uh, but you need to be careful, again, with, if you have a mission, you come in, you bring them in every, every month, and they're always doing offerings, that can be tough. What we do is we have, we have we'd pulled a bunch of missionaries and asked them, what is a great offering? And uh, we actually just fund that out of our missions budget. And so we don't do it in offering. Uh, but then we do is encourage people to give uh, and, and what oftentimes happens is that that missionary gets a whole bunch of money that comes in the offering or whatever else, and that's a wonderful thing that we've not necessarily asked for, uh, but it's happened because, I think in part because of how we've done this. Does that make sense? And so, um, does that answer the question or anything else? Okay, good. Anything else? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We have benevolence, we right. have projects. Who decides how much is going to kind of the parts that make yeah. the kingdom build? That's a great question. That is, uh, that is, it's fluid as we are growing. <laughs> and so uh, at one point, that was basically all me and the board. Uh, we've now added a missions team. We've now added some more people into the mix. And so we're trying to now decide how that all pans out. Uh, typically, I would say most, most, of, most of what comes in, we have, uh, we've looked at it like 10% uh, of, our, of, our, of our, our budget goes to missions. We, we budget for that. And then all of that, that number comes big projects uh, or parts, are parts of big projects. It comes missionary monthly support. It comes all those different things. And they kind of, they're kind of all separated off depending on what we, we want to do that year. Every year it kind of changes. And so what we kind of do is, as well is we have our missions team um, has, a, has a budget line in, in, our, in our budget to spend to help missionaries however they want. And so, like, for instance, you know, if a missionary, you know, calls in with a need and they, they need $10,000 for a car or whatever else, then our missions team can respond with those things in time and, and, and spend that money as, as needed. We budget a number for that. And sometimes we'll, we'll kick more into there and that kind of stuff. It is, it's somewhat fluid because it is dependent on what comes in on, on Sundays. Every, I mean, if 5,000 comes in, then, you know, a 10% is going to missions. If 12,000 comes in, you know, it's just, that's just always the case. And so it is somewhat flexible for us. That makes sense? And so, um, so here I'll, just, I'll give you our four-part strategy. We have, mission, we, have, we have monthly missionary support. That's, that's one number. Uh, we have big projects. Again, those are determined by me largely. Um, I, I, I own the responsibility of, of fundraising for those projects. And so those are, those are somewhat funded out of our budget, but mostly, uh, mostly by me. Um, that's why when I say that was a big failure, that was on me. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, but, but no, so then there's small projects, again, determined by our missions team. So our missions team, again, has this budget that they can spend. And uh, again, there's been all kinds of things that they've done. They've, uh, we just sent money to an orphanage recently. And again, we can support those. On Sunday morning, 
we're going to get up, our executive pastor is going to get up, and we're going to celebrate that we just sent, I, what we sent, five or $10,000 to that, that, to that 5000 to to a need that was just an immediate need, right? And people are going to cheer and shout. It's going to be awesome. Our, our missions team did that, okay? So I did not like, hey, I'm going to do it. No, they, they do those things. Again, what's great about that is that we got people now in our church that are thinking about these ideas and things that I don't have to do about, right? And so you're, you're, spread, you're spreading out the heart. Uh, we, have, we have small projects, and then we have missionary guests and windows. We, we budget for those things to happen. Uh, we give them money. We give them support for those and expect that not only will they, will they have that, but also God's going to bless them with, with uh, um, offerings within the church. What's been cool, too, is we've had people that um, have been picked up by our church members because they love them, and they pick them up monthly support. So they're getting monthly support by our church, but then also getting supported by people within our church, too. And so that's been a fun thing as, as well, and that which we encourage that. And so um, I found out, hey, I'm supporting so-and-so. I'm like, you're, well, that man, if you, you tell us, we'll ha- our, our giving credit will go up, right? But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, that, that's, that's, that's a good, good thing for us. Does that answer the question? Awesome. Yes. The local, like local stuff and everything? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we also have, some, we have local ministries we support. Uh, we have, you know, Food Shell. We have things that are in our community we support. Uh, we have also some, out, so within our budget as well is outreach money. So we'll do outreaches within our community. We'll do things like that. I mean, yes, we, we also have part of that as well. I would say a big part of our giving is, is, is missions, like state missions or overseas. Uh, but we do also have the local stuff. I have a theory uh, and again, this is my theory, but um, a lot of times, in, at least in our, in our area, uh, the biggest thing that I can do as a pastor is not always send money to like across the street, it's to send my people across the street, right? And, and that's, a, that's been a big part of us in that sometimes we as a church, we do outreaches, but we spend a whole, a whole lot of money on this. It's really fun and really cool, but there's not a lot of like, like you know, like the long-term solution isn't there as much as when people in our church go across the street to minister to people. That's where, the, that's where it, it comes in. Does that make sense? And so we support things you know, all over the place. We support ministries in Minis- you know, Minnesota and everything, but a, a lot of it goes overseas. Yes. Uh, yeah, back there. Can you tell us like, what weekend you do the missions thing and kind of explain what you do that weekend? Like, like the missions weekend? Yeah. Yeah, it's usually the second week, weekend of the month, although that's not always the case. Oh, the big event. Okay. So what we do is um, Friday night, uh, or no, it's, it's, well, it's, well, ex- let me try to explain how I want to explain it so it's not too long. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's kind of like, a, it's a, it's a two-day event. So Saturday night, we'll have, uh, our, we'll, have, we'll, have a, we'll bring in a big speaker. And so uh, someone who I know will be a, just a hit a home run, uh, who's going to do a great job talking about, preaching about, getting our people on board with missions. Uh, so we, we bring them in. Uh, Saturday night, we, we do a, a dinner. Uh, there's, it's got a few parts to it. Um, one part is we invite missionaries who are on furlough to come into our church uh, and, and sit on tables with our people. And so we'll have table hosts and we'll have missionaries and, and several people from our church, and it's spread across our, our auditorium. And what's great about that is that that's gotten people from our church to like get to know a missionary on, on, on purpose and ask questions. And so that's been a huge part of that. Plus, it's been really fun to have in our church to have this big, like, missions convention of, like, missionaries are making friends and they're, oh, I've seen you for years, right? That's happening in our church building, right? I, I love that. So do our people. And so we have, so that's a part of that. Um, and then that night, we usually introduce whatever the, um, the yearly, uh, the, 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 the faith promises are going to be. We talk about it uh, that night. And again, because our whole church can't come to that, that dinner, we don't have enough space for it yet and all that stuff. And so Sunday morning is when we have the big like push for the, the faith promise cards. And so that same speaker comes back again Sunday morning, preaches, and we do a big push for faith promise cards that, that morning. Talk about uh, what our, pro- our big projects are going to be for the following year. We cast all that vision on, the, on that season. We celebrate what God did in us this last year. You know, those things happen. And again, it happens. Some happens 
on uh, Saturday night and some happens on Sunday morning. Does that make sense? And so, uh, and so that's kind of how we, how we do that. Bill. We'll bring in 20 missionaries. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. It's been a huge deal for us. Yep. Yeah. It's. Yep. Yeah. It's Halloween. We're we're redeeming Halloween for Jesus, right? So. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's a great question. I I think you had a question. Mm-hmm. Um, but our church doesn't really know a whole lot about them. Yeah. Other than, like, them having to speak, right. what are some creative ways that you can get your church to get to know those missionaries that you support? Great question. Well, one thing has been the banquet, right? I mean, some of those missionaries have come to the banquet, gotten to know people. That's, that's been one thing. Uh, we have a monthly, um, a monthly um, uh, uh, insert that go, yeah, it goes in the bulletin. She puts that together. And so we always put that. It's colorful. It's, it's a big part of that. We put a story in there. Uh, that's, a, that's a big part of getting the, getting the story out. We do a weekly, um, like, just news blast for our whole church. Those stories are in those places. And so we put those in there. Uh, and, again, sometimes it's just a matter of just talking about what these missionaries are doing. Like, this, these are doing this. These are doing that. Bringing them on, you know, to the church and talking about them. Encouraging to our people. So what sometimes people don't realize is that I will always, I seed people in church to go talk to our missionaries. So if someone t- sometimes what happens is I'll, put, I'll pick out usually about four or five people that I don't think um, have a whole lot of missions understanding. And I personally walk up and say, hey, I want you to go talk to those, talk to them today, right? Again, no one knows I do that. But what's been great about that is that that has caused people who I know who probably are not missions-minded people to start rolling that through their hearts and their minds, and they then build a connection. And that sometimes has been interesting. Those are the connections that sometimes are where this guy says, hey, I'll support you or I'll talk to you or whatever else. And so we can't, we can't have that for everybody, but I figure if I can have four or five people every time a missionary is on, on, on site, which we always do, um, I know that if four or five people who are not thinking this way yet talk to them, at least one or two of those are going to build some connection with that missionary. And so what's also happened then in that case, we've seen, okay, we've seen what also has happened is that their missionaries that come to our church are very popular. <laughs> and so people are all walking around them and talking and such. And so part of that is that seeding of people, hey, I want you to go talk to them. So they're not just sitting in the lobby waiting for people to come. There's people around. So it's sometimes hard even to walk through our lobby because everyone's walking around the missionary. And so what's happened with that, again, because I've told them to ask questions, sometimes I'll ask them, I'll say, hey, ask that missionary this, these two questions. And so um, they'll ask them, and it builds that relationship, and that connection, so that someone in our church now has a relationship with, you know, so-and-so. Make, does that make sense? So those are a couple of things that we've done. It's, it's hard because you don't always know all the stories, you don't always know the things, but... You know, keep doing stuff. Yeah, Mark, you had something? We've been asked by um, several churches over the years to do a one-minute or a, a 90 seconds or whatever. Hey, we're Mark and James. We're yeah. Highland, we're, hey, Richard, you know, to, right. to address us. Yeah. So some churches that have the video announcements or whatever, right. they'll, they'll do a, a minute and then, right. and then pray. So that's yeah. one way you can get to know yep. your missionaries. Yeah. So what Mark didn't hear, so Mark said, you know, some missionaries now are making or, or churches are asking to give like a, like a one-minute just update and, and thing. That is one. We haven't done a, a lot yet. We've been talking about that as a staff, too, of how to get that actually on a more regular basis in our church. Uh, that's a, great, that's a, great, a great story and a great idea to have just that one-minute thing you show on, on Sundays. Um, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, when you have a missionary come and speak, uh-huh. what's the monetary amount that you try to give them? Well, we... Yes. They're going to get at least 750 when they come to our church. And so, um, but that is, that's the, that's the base. And so, what's that? Give me Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, you're like, well, how do you do that, right? We've been doing that since, since, since for a long time. 
because we because we because that's part of our plan to bring them in. So we plan for that amount. So uh, and, and again, because we talk about these these and these things, they'll walk out of our church oftentimes with more than that, and I don't even know all all the time what's happening. And I actually I love that, you know. And because I do not want to be a I don't want to hold our people. I don't want to hold our church with a tight hand. I want to be an open-handed, generous pastor. And so when a missionary says, hey, man, I, this guy wrote me a check for $5,000. And I'm like, awesome. And he should have put, no, I just, I'm just kidding around. I'm kidding around. No, I actually don't think, I, I'm like, that is amazing, right? Someone in our church responded to the Holy Spirit to give you that money. That is amazing, right? And so uh, getting people, and again, getting, it's getting people that don't think missions-wise a lot of times in their face, asking them questions. That's, that's, a, that's a big part of what God's done in our church and helped us that with that. Just, we got to stop, don't we? You know, in just, just a minute, but to go along with that, let's say somebody does write a check for five grand. Yeah. You're never going to see that. In the What's that? You're never going to see that. Absolutely. Exactly. Anyway. That, right. That some people think, yep. well, if I take a missions offering, it's like yeah. heard another place, but missions dollars never show up. That's such a good point. Yeah. What's interesting, too, about that, you too, that's a great point, is that that actually happens now more often than, than, it, than it used to. And it's interesting because sometimes there's people that do that, and I think, dude, you give a lot elsewhere. And it hasn't brought their giving down, right? I don't, it's not like, oh, no, now they're going to give. No, they're just generous people. And if you put people in front of them to give to, they do give. It's, it's just the whole thing is where, again, it's, the point isn't to get more money, right? The point is to teach people that generosity and open-handed generosity is a giant blessing, and living like that is a giant blessing. Um, that's been our heart in, in, that, in that case in our church. And it's, it's been good. Anybody else? No? Great. Awesome. Yes, Bill. You sure you don't want to tell them how close you are to that million dollar goal? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see, right? We're... we're we're a lot closer than we were when I first made the goal. I'll tell you that much. We are a lot closer. And uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I'm going to, I don't think it's going to be 20 years. I'll, I'll say that, which again is amazing. Um, this is the one thing too I, I celebrate a lot in our church is that like last year we gave away way more than we did, than our entire church budget was, um, you know, in our first year, right? And, and again, I don't feel like to brag. I still say because that's people, you say that stuff and people are like, Wow, that's so incredible. That's so cool. And people start then realizing that when I give to Bridgeview, I'm giving to something, right? And your church is the same exact thing, right? Your church is given to something that's massive, right? Like, like when you give in the AGWM ministry, you're given to the greatest missions movement in the world, right? And you're telling stories and you're not, and if you're doing it, you're not lying to them. Right? Like, guys, we did this. Like, we're going to give to a, an amazing, we're going to give money to an amazing, incredible orphanage that's doing amazing things in Africa. Right? So you gave to Bridgeview. And that's not even them giving it, like, as a special offering. That's just what we did as a church. Right? And so, it, what's happened, again, what's happened then is that people give to our church knowing it's not going in my pocket or it's not going into whatever else, right? It's going to be a blessing to the world. And it's just been, it's made my job as a pastor so much more fun and so much easier when I said, it's not mine. You know, I get, I get to just, I get to let God do whatever he wants to do with this and be open-handed. And it's just made things so much more fun.